A very good day to you. I'm Hank Gross, MidHudsonNews.com. It's Wednesday, June 16th. The family of Christopher Van Cleek, who was shot to death by police on Saturday, June 12th, has broken their silence about the incident. In a statement provided to Mid-Hudson News, family spokesman Anthony Lucarelli said the shooting appears to have been justified. My nephew, brother's son, Christopher Van Cleek, after a long struggle with mental illness, was shot in what appears to be a justifiable shooting by the town of Walk Hill Police Department. The Walk Hill Police Department and the New York State Police have been professional and compassionate throughout this ordeal. Our family is cooperating with what we know will be a thorough investigation. We ask that the public not judge this situation prior to any investigative outcome. Police have provided no details of the incident other than to say they responded to an address in the Meadows Housing Subdivision around 3.30 and shot the 31-year-old man dead following what they called an encounter. The state attorney general's office and state police are investigating the incident. Governor Andrew Cuomo announced the lifting of COVID-19 restrictions as 70% of the state's adults have received at least one dose of the vaccine. Unvaccinated individuals must still wear masks in stores, barber shops, gyms and amusement facilities, and large-scale indoor events, schools, correctional facilities, nursing homes and healthcare facilities must comply with existing health protocols and CDC guidelines. The Rosendale Theater was closed last year but it's expected to reopen this year to a new public landscape to include more live events and movies with the protection to keep it safe. It's complicated because we want to make sure our patrons are completely safe and the staff is completely safe, says Free at Last, president of the board of Rosendale Theatre. We are uh, installing an air filtration, air ventilation system, which is really long overdue anyway even if COVID wasn't a factor, but the COVID uh, downtime that we had in the building really allowed us to go ahead with those plans. And we are in the process of installing an air filtration ventilation system. Jay Kahn, a member of the Theater Board of Trustees and co-chair of the Programming Committee for the Theater, is taking a wait-and-see approach to the post-COVID world. It's like a bear coming out of hibernation now, and uh, it's the old touch and feel. We'll see what the new norm, if there's ever a norm, is going to be. It's new for everybody. The theater also benefited from a volunteer workforce and donated materials to help it re-emerge to a post-COVID society. There was optimism at the theater, but Catherine Cully, who owns Vision of Tibet on Main Street, which sells Himalayan crafts, is waiting for the comeback. The past year was a pretty hard one, she said. I mean, you know, we were closed for three months or so, and, uh, you know, business has not been so great. Yet is now a common sight in most stores to see many without masks. Now it's a matter of more foot traffic from the street, but Cully has not been encouraged by that as we've tried to ease back to normal. Catherine Smythe, a Democrat known for two aggressive campaigns to one-seat state Senator Sue Serino, has been appointed Red Hook mayor, filling the vacancy resulting from Ed Blundell's resignation. Smythe took the position on May 21st. Smythe and her husband Neville moved to Red Hook six years ago, and the newly sworn mayor said that she loves the village. That's why they moved there. She wants to get the word out about the beauty of Red Hook. 
I think there's opportunity to expand our communication so that more people know what's going on in the village because there's an awful lot going on. And my goal is to help everyone in the village of Red Hook feel like they're part of the village um, because that's part of what makes Red Hook special. Smythe will serve as mayor until a special election can be held in March of 2022. The executive director of the Hudson Valley Agribusiness, Todd Erling, went to bat for the region's rural areas as he testified to the House Agriculture Subcommittee on Commodity Exchanges, Energy and Credit, advocating for federal investment in rural infrastructure. To fulfill the needs, Erling advocated to the subcommittee the Rebuild Rural America Act, which was introduced by subcommittee chairman Congressman Antonio Delgado in April of this year. This would be a real opportunity for our rural communities to have similar tools and strategies of year-over-year funding to implement strategy that was created by the rural communities, knowing that there is multi-year opportunities and flexibility, not only for the hard infrastructure, but the soft infrastructure. The Rebuild Rural America funding can be used for virtually any aspect of infrastructure and is available to municipalities, nonprofits, private organizations, co-ops, and educational institutions. A 29-year-old Port Ewan man has been charged with felonies of criminal possession of a weapon and reckless endangerment following a domestic dispute in the town of Esopus. Ulster County Sheriff's deputies allege that Carlos Caban possessed a handgun and pointed it at an individual during a domestic dispute. Children were inside the residence at the time. Caban was also charged with misdemeanors of menacing and endangering the welfare of a child. Following his arrest on June 12th, he was released on his own recognizance pending a future court appearance. I'm Hank Gross, MidHudsonNews.com.